At the height of the pandemic, far-right President Jair Bolsonaro was Brazil's Covid denier in chief. He played down the seriousness of the disease, he encouraged major public gatherings during times of social distancing, and he criticised those who isolated at home. And as the health crisis subsided, Bolsonaro was critical of who he labelled as the stay-at-home brigade, claiming that the economic effects of social isolation were somehow worse than the more than 700,000 Covid deaths in Brazil. And now, without a hint of irony, Bolsonaro's supporters are forming their own stay-at-home brigade, but for very different reasons. I'm Ewan Marshall, Deputy Editor of The Brazilian Report, and this is Explaining Brazil. If you like Explaining Brazil, you should subscribe to The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We're an independent organisation funded by our subscribers, and you can help us stay independent and continue to produce award-winning journalism. And if you're already a subscriber, you can go the extra mile and join our Buy Me A Coffee fan page. And in return, you'll get exclusive perks like special newsletters and behind-the-scenes content, as well as a shout-out here on our podcast. And today, I'd like to thank our Buy Me A Coffee members. Andre Novoseltsev, Tom Nolan, Marta Marchins, Pan Ludwig, Leslie Seal, Caroline Hubert, Mark Hillary, John Thomas III, Louise Renz, Erwan Menais, Orlando Black, Steve Knapp, Aaron Berger, James Coney, Kars Vriesvik, Alistair Townsend, Peter Abramson, Jim Awofadeju, Michael Fryer, Mila Renacido, David Dixon, Jose Ozzy Stankovic, Emerging Market Muser, Jarden Eftach, Tonika Thompson, Anderson Da Silva, Kat Kramer, Peter Suffering, Anna Lund, and someone who chose to remain anonymous. And our Buy Me A Coffee members come from all over the world, so please, if we're butchering the pronunciation of your name, do send us an email. And if you too believe in the importance of independent journalism, and if you want to hear your name on our podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian Report and subscribe to one of the membership levels. Click on buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian Report to learn more. This Thursday is September 7th, Brazil's Independence Day, celebrating the anniversary of the country gaining its freedom from Portuguese rule in 1822. For years, the most important thing about the date was the fact that it was a day off work, and that official celebrations were muted military affairs in the capital with small parades and plenty of pageantry. But the far right has changed the meaning of the holiday, making it a major day in the political calendar. To talk about how that is, what to expect from this year's Independence Day and why it's different from previous years, I'm delighted to welcome our intrepid reporter Amanda Algi, who's always got an eye on the Bolsonarista right in Brazil. Hi Amanda. 
Hi, Ewan. And so you've written an excellent article on this subject, which listeners can find at Brazilian.report. If you could just start off by giving us a kind of recent history of the September 7th Independence Day and how the holiday changed with the election of Jair Bolsonaro. Ewan, these commemorations were almost always forgotten about by the population. And as you said, September 7th was basically just a random public holiday for most. But Independence Day as a concept and a big event took on new meaning during the far-right Bolsonaro government. Much of Jair Bolsonaro's political identity relies on patriotism. So what better moment to milk that trope than the anniversary of Brazil's independence from Portugal, right? In 2021 and 2022, for example, he transformed the Independence Day celebrations into major political demonstrations in which he attacked Brazil's democratic institutions. And you lived in Brasilia during Bolsonaro's government, and you covered those September 7th protests. How was that? To tell the truth, they were always very loud and very chaotic. Loads of Bolsonaro supporters traveled to the capital just to see the president, even during the pandemic, when there were recommendations for people to stay at home, as you know. His speeches during the Independence Day events were highly anticipated, because they set the tone for the rest of the year and the May agenda points for his followers. These events were like real-life echo chambers. You'd have massive groups of people gathering in Brasilia, barbecuing, chatting, and mostly reinforcing their beliefs in the president. And as it turned out, a lot of those people were paid to be there by business owners. And all that meat being grilled was a gift from agribusiness tycoons. And what about Jair Bolsonaro himself? Like, what did he get up to at these protests? In 2021, his speech basically focused on attacking the Supreme Court and Justice Alexandre de Moraes, openly threatening not to obey their decisions. And of course, it was also his biggest platform to raise unfounded doubts about the electoral system. And all of that reached its peak in 2022, right? Yeah, but there was a lot more at stake in 2022. The elections were set to take place just weeks after, and it was also the bicentennial anniversary of Brazil's independence. So with all that in mind, Bolsonaro himself adopted a milder tone in his speech making sure he avoided punishment from electoral courts. Vamos a mudar o nosso Brasil. Veio uma pandemia. Lamentamos as mortes. Veio aquela errada política do fica em casa que a economia te vê depois. Enfrentamos também consequências de uma guerra lá fora. Quando parecia que tudo estaria perdido para o mundo, Eis que o Brasil ressurge com uma economia pujante, com uma gasolina das mais baratas do mundo. 
com um dos programas sociais mais abrangentes do mundo que auxilia o Brasil. But he had already built a powder keg, and many of the demonstrators showed up with banners and posters calling for military intervention. And then, just a few months later, is it fair to say that many of those same protesters were the ones tearing up government buildings in Brasilia on January the 8th? Well, as we all know, Bolsonaro lost the election. Soon after, his most radical supporters set up camps in front of army barracks in various cities, demanding that the military stepped in and annul the election result. They remained in these camps for months, and tensions just kept building and building until eventually exploding on January 8th, when they stormed public buildings in Brasilia. Hello. Since the attack of the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th, 2021, many in Brazil feared that far-right supporters of Jair Bolsonaro would stage similar acts of violence. And well, it took two years and two days, but these fears have come to fruition. On Sunday, a mob of former Bolsonaro, former President Bolsonaro supporters stormed the headquarters of all three branches of government in Brasilia. They overwhelmed police and are creating chaotic It was the most violent attack against Brazilian democracy since the military dictatorship. So, now Bolsonaro is out of office, what should we expect from this year's September 7th? Well, President Lula wants to keep the celebrations, but focus things on democracy and unity, and less on the more patriotic and political elements from the Bolsonaro government. There was some suggestion that pro-Bolsonaro supporters would organize a repeat of last year. And by that I mean large demonstrations in Brasilia, which this time would be opposed to the government instead of in favor. But as you mentioned at the start of the show, it's looking instead as if they won't bother with calls on social media for them to stay at home which has been met with lots of jokes because of how opposed these groups were to staying at home during the pandemic. So, I mean, do we think that that's what's going to happen, like a boycott? Well, it's anyone's guess, but it certainly looks that way. The Bolsonaristas feel betrayed by the armed forces and they don't want to be a part of what's essentially a military celebration alongside the Lula government. But of course, it could just be a cover. I mean, if any sort of trouble does happen on September 7th, these far-right influencers can claim innocence. And what about Jair Bolsonaro himself? Where's he? What's he said? He posted a message on social media telling supporters to enjoy the September 7th holiday with their families, which was seen as a suggestion for people to stay home. And I spoke to Fabio Weingarten, the former communications minister, and now one of Bolsonaro's lawyers, and he told me that the former president still doesn't know where he'll be spending the Independence Day holiday. And I mean, judging from what happened in January, I'd imagine that the authorities in Brasilia are making sure that they're prepared for the worst, right? Absolutely. Justice Minister Flavio Dino identified 10 social media videos suggesting that bolsonaristas will take to the streets on September 7th to protest against the government. And authorities in Brasilia have set up a special group to guarantee security on Thursday. But these videos are the only indications that there could actually be any large-scale protests this September 7th. Security groups said there is no real risk of another riot like January 8th, and all the main pro-Bolsonaro influencers are calling for people to stay at home. So everything is pointing to Thursday being a peaceful, uneventful day, but you never know. 
And Amanda, less than a year after people were spreading rumours about the armed forces potentially getting involved in a coup to cancel the election and keep Bolsonaro in power, we're now about to have the armed forces organising their traditional September 7th parade for President Lula to attend. That's quite a turnaround, isn't it? Yeah, a huge turnaround. After idolizing the military just last year, the pro-Bolsonaro crowds are now referring to the armored forces as watermelons. That is, with green uniforms on the outside, but being red or communist on the inside. In my view, even they are behaving like spoiled children, and the only one they will listen to is Bolsonaro himself. And so where does Lula stand on all of this? Like, what's the message that he's trying to convey at this September 7th? The last decade was very traumatic for Brazilian politics, with political preferences causing structural changes in the country. Lula was elected last year claiming he's not part of a leftist government, but rather of a group of forces that ranges from the left to the center-right. He's now trying to put this speech into practice stating that he doesn't want to get into battles with his political opponents. Todo, todo país do mundo tem na festa da independência uma grande festa. O que aconteceu no Brasil é que como nós tivemos durante 23 anos um regime autoritário, a verdade é que os militares se apoderaram do 7 de setembro. Não deixou de ser uma coisa da sociedade como um todo. O que nós estamos querendo fazer agora com a participação do Exército, da Marinha e da Aeronáutica, é voltar a fazer o 7 de setembro de todos. Sim. Ou seja, o 7 de setembro é do militar, é do professor, é do médico, é do dentista, é do advogado, é, é do, do vendedor de cachorro-quente, é do pequeno e médio empreendedor individual. Sabe, porque é de todo mundo é uma festa importante Nossa. que o Brasil conquistou soberania diante do país colonizador. What he really wants, or what he says he really wants, is to re-establish peace in the country. Thanks, Amanda. And if things do kick off on Thursday, I'll be looking forward to follow your coverage of it. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you like Explaining Brazil, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It only takes a second and it will help us reach a wider audience. Or, better yet, subscribe to The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We have a subscription-based business model and your memberships fuel our journalism and keep us going and growing. Thanks to our subscribers, we've been able to cover Brazil and Latin America extensively and our work has won and been shortlisted for several international journalism awards. More recently, our newsletters won the best newsletter prize in the Americas from the World Association of Newspapers and News Publishers for a small or local newsroom. And in order to keep doing that work, we need your support. So go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. I'm Ewan Marshall. Thanks for listening and Explaining Brazil will be back next week.